All right. Hey, welcome back to the Gopher CEO channel. This is John the Bomb. Building others means business. And uh, you know what? Today, it's a very special guest. Uh, you know, Gopher CEO community, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, by the way, subscribe to the channel right now, right? Because become a part of the movement, the things that we're doing to teach you how to become the CEO of your own life. And this gentleman, you know, many, many years in the health uh, industry and the insurance space, Right. And uh, created throughout his life an incredible journey that if you go to his website, he talks about being a goalie in the hockey world. Right. So it's really cool, man. So you're about to have an incredible journey with Mr. Matt Barafato, the CEO founder of Elephant Inc. My friend, welcome to the Go for CEO channel. How are you? I'm doing great, John. Thank you so, so very much for having me on your your, your program. I'm looking forward to it. And I know the conversation is going to be a uh, what I call a high energy conversation always is with uh, people like you. I love it. I love it. Well, look, you, you were introduced to me through a referral and then we get on the phone and just totally clicked. You know, sometimes that happens that way. Sometimes it doesn't. It takes a little time to, to generate, but uh, you were so generous with your time. It is Labor Day weekend in 2023 and we had a little bit of extra time to uh, meet Lesway as well on a podcast. So uh, I'm excited. So, hey, let's get right into it, right? I mean, Elephant Incorporated, everything you've been building, we see the background, you're a sports guy, you're a hockey guy, you know, the story that you shared about the goal and your mom's influence in that and how you were, how you grew up and stuff. But give a little bit of your background and then also what was the ideation stage for you? Because a lot of our listeners like to understand, well, where did this guy come up from, right? Well, how did this idea, now we have a lot of ideas in life, but how do we implement? So, Elephant Incorporated. Let's roll. So take it away. Thank you so much, John. You know, it's interesting. I, I was, uh, when I started out of college, my career in the insurance world, um, I was I was going to be in sales no matter what I did. That's really what my background was. So that's what everything, everything and I, I can remember my, my, my father's face when I told him I'm going to go, my first job in college was with an insurance company. Without even knowing anything about that, you just saw his doctor, he's, he's thinking he was an attorney and you know, it's just, it was just funny. Um, so I, I ended up having uh, what I call a pretty extended run in the, in that field in it. And it was 41 years and it was, you know, it, it's, this is sort of key to what my message is to people is that I was really good at the insurance world and the insurance world that I was, it was employee benefits for small corporations. Okay. And if you, if you can imagine their, your second or third largest expense is always going to be their health insurance. And that's why I was always very adamant about it. I always was looking for a different way to, to, to help my clients. And, and I'm not saying that I was good because I'm a big deal. I was good because that's what I did. And I, I just focused on everything. And what I noticed about it is that um, something I really loved, I was really passionate about was um, presenting uh, in front of a group of people. And, and why I say that is that my tie for hockey and, and my conversation, some people think it's going to go all over, but when you mention hockey and you mentioned, um, so am I passionate about hockey? Absolutely. But I'm really passionate about being a goalie, a hockey goalie. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's another, that's a, it's, a, it's actually at a whole new level. And when I say that, that passion for being a goalie led me down a path to meet a gentleman of mine, a gentleman, a great friend of mine, and because we were both so passionate, me as a goalie, him as a forward. And as it turned out in high school, um, we were seniors. He was coming in on a breakaway. I was the goalie watching this happen. Breakaway, coming in on a check from behind, hits the boards. Boom. He breaks his neck as a, wow. as a senior in high school. 
And when you think about the journey of that and, and our friendship actually took off at a higher level after that. And he was the first one because after his journey, he became a professional speaker. And I used to watch what he did. I said, oh, Michael, how do you do that? And he said, man, just go speak. And I said, okay. And before you know it, I started doing this. Now that was 30 years ago that I started that journey of speaking. And, and it ties together with the elephant uh, incorporated and the elephant philosophy in a big way, because it was, it was like, when I did that, I was at a new level. You hopefully the people who are watching this are going to are feeling the energy that's coming out right now, because right now when I'm talking about that, I go to a new level and it's that enthusiasm, excitement that is what people pick up on. OK, when I was doing insurance, they didn't get that. OK, it just they didn't get that. And and that's how I became enthralled with speaking. But also, how can I affect other people's lives in a real significant way? And that's how I do it when I, I'm able to sit there and listen to them and say, hey, John, what are you, what is it that you're, you know, when I hear your journey, John, about, you know, how you are in as a banker and as the things you do for employers and and and, and even your your podcast. But when, I, when you're clicking into this passion of this podcast, that's a new level. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's different areas of your life that to really kind of tweak into it uh, and the surroundings of it. Right. When you when you join with other people that have a similar mindset, right, that level and you can test each other. Um, interesting enough, I, I was just uh, uh, reminded I, I got sent a, a link just before our interview. Uh, so one of my buddies is really close with a gentleman named uh, Patrick and David and um, I saw his sons right now catch a pass from Tom Brady because Tom Brady was at his uh, seminar and he spoke at it and they wow. did a little bit of, of behind the scenes. And I started thinking to myself, how incredible is that? Right. This this guy came from Iran, right? Uh, a refugee camp in Germany, comes to America, builds a big insurance company, sells it off last year or earlier this year, you know, makes hundreds of millions of dollars. And because of that journey and all the people and all the places that he has been, his two boys now born in America get to receive a pass from probably the GOAT, right, of, of all yeah. quarterbacks, right? So it's so cool in that sense. So, well, look, you know, it sounds like you got into a career, you, you built a great brand for yourself, but you always had this lingering passion. So Elephant Incorporated and I know Elephant Hunting, obviously we talked a little bit about off, uh, offline, what is it that started that journey, right? Because we want to center in on where is it that you started ideating this concept of Elephant Incorporation and then being able to put the business behind it with the books, the purpose-driven coaching and all the things that you're being able to do. So let, give us a little bit of that. So what happened was um, over 20 years ago, and it actually started probably seven years before, so almost 27 years ago. And what I knew was that I had, um, and I still have three daughters. And part of my mission was to, I, I didn't realize the word legacy was going to be something that would really come into play as it has. And my legacy for my girls was, I want to give them, um, how did I do it? What was my life philosophy? And again, you, you know, the circuitous path that I have gone down um, one of my brothers, so we, there's seven kids in my own family, you know, my, you know, so I have uh, six siblings and in there, one of my brothers is, has been in ed in publishing for his entire career. Mm -hmm. And we struck up our, uh, our, our relationship is 
it was a friendship that went to a new level. And so basically I, I had this idea about, I, I need to write it. I need, you know, I was speaking, you know, I was doing this speaking and you know, it was interesting. People loved what I was talking about, but they all, you know, I, I would get this interest because I would talk about really time management about doing what's most important to you. And then when I, I came across the saying of, you know what, John, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. And it just made me laugh. I said, I said, that's so funny that that, when you think about that, how do you eat an elephant? And what's a lot of people's first question is, hey, hey, Matt, why would I want to eat an elephant? And I say, uh, you probably weren't listening. I said, if you were going to eat an elephant, how would you eat them? Mm. And so my life philosophy for my girls was, I want to teach you how to take a big project, break it in little pieces, and that's time management. That's how you do it one bite at a time. And so I wrote my first book and I called it Elephant Hunting at the time because 20 years ago, that was a, you know, it wasn't as, politically incorrect, especially because it was a metaphor and it was really an interesting journey to it. And I didn't realize how many people were paying attention to this because I did that while I was in the throes of my insurance practice. And every single time what I didn't understand, and this is key, John, I didn't understand back then, my purpose has always been the same. I didn't understand that that was so front and center for me. And that's that's why what I do today when I help people find their purpose or it's not really finding their purpose, you know, what, what, what you're going to learn about your conversation with me. I want to create the right environment for anybody that I touch or work with, especially as a, as a, as a coach. And I want to create an environment so that their purpose finds them. Mm-hmm. Because when it does, it's usually it's like this. When, we, when your purpose emerges over here and it comes and it hits you in the chest and you go, that's it. And then you go. Now, what do I do? Well, guess what, my friend? You just gave birth to an elephant under your desk or under the table. And now, if you're not careful, either that elephant's going to kill you or you're going to kill it. If you don't (laughs) understand time management, project management. And that was how I segued into this thing. And I I didn't realize as I talked to people about this whole thing about elephant hunting, and then when that book came out, it was people couldn't get enough of standing in line and say, Matt, how do I do this? And that's when I said, how do I do what? How do you live this way? And I say, well, you got eight hours. You can talk about this. No, I don't have eight hours. But you know what? If I wrote a book and I started speaking like this, they all said, if you want credibility, if you're going to be a speaker, you got to write a book. So I wrote a book. And now if you read my book, I'll always talk with you. But, you know, if you don't know my book, I can't even I can't even go down this path. And that that started me on this thing where, oh, wow, how can I do this in the insurance field and still touch purpose for people? And it's it's been a really a, a fun journey, so far. I love it. I love it. You know, I, you know, and again, you know, the energy that you that you share, it's the transference of energy that that convinces people, right? Um, you know, Ed Milet is a big uh, talker about transferring of energy, and um, I love seeing that that you know when you were working in your insurance business and growing and growing and growing, you also found that purpose within there, right? And then started developing this book developing this project, which then became a real company. And now you are flourishing in it uh, and, and writing even a new book coming up. So, but let's talk about the intricacies of a business, right? Um, you know, and you could mix in the health insurance business along with the Elephant Incorporated. I'd love to hear about, because a lot of people get frustrated in life, right? And part of the Go for CEO journey is becoming the CEO of your own life, number one, and then possibly becoming the CEO of a company, you know, the, the, the runner of something, the show, um, and being a leader. So when you're putting this, uh, program together, I'm assuming that in the health insurance space, you learn from some great people. You had some, 
some processes that you learn. Then, you know, many years into it, you start developing this purpose, right? You start understanding the things that you developed and then Elephant Incorporated started. So what were the, the dynamics of how you uh, kept those two together, right? Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and then how you started growing Elephant Incorporated? So what's interesting is that um, part, I was living my philosophy. I kept my toe dipped in the water of what I was really passionate about, which was speaking, coaching. And I didn't know it was coaching at the time. I thought it was just speaking at the time. And how can I work that into my insurance practice? Because I like, I like you had a family. I like you um, had to make sure that I was, you know, making my mortgage and doing the things I wanted to do. And I didn't realize the significance of keeping my toe in that water of what I love, what I am passionate about was so critical to me not losing hope. Because when I was doing the insurance practice and, and think about, you know, so a, a big part of my journey in the health insurance field was when uh, the Affordable Care Act was passed in 2010. Mm. Now think about this and, and hear me when, he's, when I say this. When that law was passed, literally the revenue that I used to be able to generate as a salesperson in the world of being a broker, an insurance broker, was cut by 75%. Mm. The insurance companies knew all along, this is crazy. They knew all along what was happening with this. And they were trying to tell, they were speaking on two sides of their mouth. One side, they said, oh, uh, we're going to, we're going to help you brokers. We're going to be this whole, whole thing. And the other side, they're talking to the insurance company, I mean, to the, to the government going, I'm all on board because if I can, sooner I can get rid of these brokers, the sooner we'll get all the, it was like, really? Okay. That's interesting. So what happened? Commission started to be cut little bit, little, little and, and so what does that do when you have a business model? that that's all based on. I had to come up with a new way to bring revenue into the insurance field. And you know, it's funny, um, your your previous guest that you, you're going to be introducing me to, how I did it was to bring wellness into the category, into the into play with the health insurance space. Mm. So unique on how I did that. And because of my passion of helping people think about health and well-being, John, think about that. Health and well-being, and what does that have to do with health insurance? Well, quite honestly, everything. everything. If you've got yeah. someone who's really healthy, guess what? It's the 80-20. It's Pareto's law. 80-20. 80% of your claims are going to come from 20% of your people. If you could actually if you could actually impact the behavior of the 20%, that's huge in keeping keeping your 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 health insurance at a level, you know, the increase, it's hard to have a a zero increase, but if you're going to do it, that's how you do it. And so I started working that together. And guess who? Guess who started fighting me? Imagine that. The health insurance companies. <laughs> yep. They didn't want. They didn't want this thing that I was doing. They would say, "Oh yeah, I'm on board on wellness." That's such BS because wellness from an insurance company is on a, on the billboards, and that's it. It's very passive. But if you don't get people off their chair and doing something for wellness, nothing happens. Nothing's going to change your health insurance. And so I started working that together. And I got, you know what? Out of, out of all the employers I'd work with, John, maybe 10% fit the mold of the kind of employer that would understand my passion for, do you really care about your employees? Think about this. Do you mm -hmm. really care? Do your actions show it? I, and, and I'm always looking for that employer who did. And when only 10% want that, the other 10 talk like they do, but they aren't willing to spend money on wellness. That's really the way to do it. Ain't gonna happen. So I got I got started to get burned out right then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you start driving something that really you're not, you know, envisioning yourself being a part of, or even having the motivation, right, to 
to keep on sharing. So, yeah, I love it because it, within the finance world, uh, you know, I've kind of had that scenario happen uh, from personal to business. Um, I love working with business owners. There's something about it, that entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had it. I've done it myself. I've sold a business in 09 and, you know, and having that, that model, it's really interesting of then how Gopher CEO came about uh, during the pandemic. I really got serious. I always had the branding out there, but I never really acted on it. And now interviewing CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs like yourself and, and that mix of things, right. Uh, allows me to be closer and build relationships with people. So that's, that's part of the business model. So, well, Nate, so like Elephant Incorporated, right? I mean, on the top level of things, share with us, what are the things that you offer at Elephant Incorporated? Number one, number two, how did you start to strategically partner with anybody if you did or products and services to be able to then now, you know, lift up Elf Elephant Incorporated? Yeah, that's, it's been, um, that's my, that's been my biggest challenge because the context that I had within the insurance world are, are just, you know, entrepreneurs who are the, the, the owners of these companies were my clients. Okay. But remember what I said, only 10% of those employers really got it, really mm -hmm. understood the message. So what I've done is I've kept that focus on those people and I look for more entrepreneurs like that. That's why the connection to you and, and people like you are going to you know connect me to people that um, own businesses that actually, I think that my elephant philosophy and my purpose hunting plays a role. If you're building a, a, a corporation where you want your people, your employees to thrive, you want your whole organization to thrive. Well, tell me this, John, how are you going to do that if you do not help and feed the sole purpose that your employees are on this planet? And how does your company feed into that? Because that, to me, is something that you know what uh, um, an employee, an, an employer that's an entrepreneur that really understands this is willing to say, you know what, if I feed that element of my employees where I care so much about them that I want them to really pursue why they're on this planet, they're gonna never. Why would they ever leave me? And why wouldn't they be the highest performing employee ever? And if they shouldn't be at my company, maybe they should take themselves out of it. But until they explore their own purpose, how do they do that? Now you get into the whole mix of how do you how do you uh, how do you terminate an employee? How do you get people that shouldn't be in your company to get out of your company? Mm -hmm. People hire me as a speaker to come in so I can bring this on the table, and because they really don't want those people that don't want to even be there, they shouldn't be there because it's. But how do you get rid of them? But if they can self-select and, and again, so I have conversations with business owners and, and a lot of times that's what I'm doing is, is that I'm also a speaker. And so you, you want, you know, how, what, what do I do with, uh, with elephant incorporated first and foremost, it's me being a coach one-on-one -on -one to people who, you know, there, there's three categories of people. Number one, there are people that I think I know my purpose, but I'm not sure. Category number two, I haven't a clue why I was born and why I'm on this planet. And then number three is, I know my purpose, but I'm not living it fully every day because life mm. gets in the way. And how do I do that? I just need to determine which one do you go into. It's but that first recognition of which category are you in. Then I know how to how to prescribe the solution for them. And and that that's when they you know so that's where that one on one coaching comes in. I love doing that. And so when people, my biggest challenge are those of us that are 
I mean, I know women have egos as well as men do, but I'm familiar with the male ego. And the male ego says, can you admit to someone you love, let's say it's a wife or a significant other, that I've been on this planet for, in my case, it was 58 years at the time I discovered my purpose and I really wasn't sure exactly what my purpose was. Who admits that to the person they love that they're supposed to be this person? That's the biggest challenge. But when I'm having a one-on-one conversation at a barbecue or at a networking event, they go right there. I'm going, really? That's really interesting. That you know, I'm looking at what you just said, John. And if I was doing this with you, and you talked about um, the uh, the 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 business model of working with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and doing that—that's what you're passionate about. That's mm-hmm. connected to your purpose. And if you haven't been able to meld those two worlds together, good luck because you're going to get burned out. Yeah, you know that I have a, a guy that I've had as as a mentor in a group setting, and he talks about most people are living quiet lives of desperation uh, because they just, right? I mean, it's just, there's no traction. Um, And it's sad because I think, you know, if there's any spiritual sense to you or or religious sense to you, you know, we all have some purpose, right? Uh, We didn't just come here just to plot ourselves and do nothing. Um, Many of us choose our ways based on maybe guidance of parents or influence of friends or we just fell into something got lucky whatever all this stuff is or you know i i was uh you know i said i i watched the the story of uber and, and you know you take amazon none of these guys travis at uber or amazon with jeff bezos built that monstrosity that elephant of a company by themselves right. so so how did they do it and all that type of stuff and that's it was always intriguing to me what is the day-to-day piece of life that really helps them do that, right? And the purpose is, is such a big deal. So, so Matt, you know, as you're writing this new book, you know, tell us a little bit about what's going on with that, what you're trying to achieve in the next level of your next book, and then what are the next 6, 12, 18 months looking like for Elephant Incorporated? Right. Um, the, I had to change the title because I was going to do like a uh, another edition of Elephant Hunting. And after I did a lot of work on... Um, just understanding the mark, you know, the uh, research. I just did a lot of research on people. Yeah. And I, I just was, I, you know, to me, it just still blew me away that how many people actually thought I was hunting real elephants. <laughs> I, I'm just not, but you're not paying attention. That's okay. And so what I discovered was the real important thing I discovered in my, my, my brother, who is the editor, he's, you know, he's been 38 years in the publishing field. And my brother, Mark said that, um, you know, if you can, if you, when you're speaking live and you're in front of somebody, you can explain that away. But your problem is that when someone buys your book and you don't have a chance to explain that, that's when your your the material in the book has to be able to explain it. So first and foremost is the title. It's what are you gonna you know? And so that's where. So I just did a uh, I just went through a round of uh, uh, consumer research, so to speak, and I, and I came up with um, the the one that people liked the most was purpose hunting. Mm. Purpose hunting is going, and that's the title of the book. So the, the new book is going to be called Purpose Hunting, and um, I'm just still deciding on the uh, on the uh, because there, I, I, it's t- I'm torn between two subtitles, and the, the one that I'm probably going to go with is Navigating Your Way to a Fulfilled Life. So it's going to mm-hmm. be Purpose Hunting, Navigating Your Way to a Fulfilled Life. The other one was a blueprint for identifying your life's meaning. But I, I'm leaning towards the other one because the navigate. Now I'll, I'll have you know if your if your audience gives me a vote. I, I'm still I haven't decided exactly. But the point was, and point is that book 
is the centerpiece of what I didn't understand before, John, was that if you don't know your purpose in life, are you willing to go through the hard work that's required to uncover your cornerstone values? That's what I, that's the term I use. What are your personal cornerstone values? And, 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 and the, the CEOs and entrepreneurs that are watching this, think about the, the conversation of what are the company's cornerstone values? What are your personal cornerstone values? And then are you allowing your employees to robustly determine their own cor cornerstone values? Because guess what? If their cornerstone values are in line with your corporate cornerstone values, you got an employee for life. Mm -hmm. Someone that cannot miss by being a, an employee or working for your company. Does that make sense? No, that makes total sense. I mean, you know, building an entrepreneur within a company is how you get a bigger company, right? It's how you start to actually have a real business. You know, most solopreneurs come from being an employee that just get a mind and say, hey, oh, I can do this on my own. The problem with most small businesses is that they don't ever jump in the cash flow quadrant that Kiyosaki talked about from employee to solopreneur or sole owned business to business owner and investor, right? The, the other side of the quadrants. And I think a lot of it is that is they, they don't know how to really position themselves or think that they're the only one that has that that knowledge base when they can distribute the knowledge and have four or five, 10, 50, you know, 100,000 people working with them to be able to do that or joint ventures or things that you could do to really kind of catapult your business to the next level. So awesome, awesome stuff. So look, in, in between speaking, bookmaking, you know, uh, finding this purpose and, and building this business, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis that uh, either, either joint venture with people or how do you bring in other aspects to be able to help? Or even is that something that you, uh, are interested in doing. Absolutely. And, you know, usually how it happens is when I give a talk. Okay. Because you're, you're, you and, and your uh, audience are getting a flavor, a taste of what I'm like when I'm on stage. When I actually speak, this is what I do. And why that's important was it's, it, you know, it's the funnel, you know, that, that the top of the funnel is wide. And that's how I actually get my message out and I start to touch people. And when they are moved, I shouldn't say moved when they're disturbed because of what I'm talking about. That's when they come up to me afterwards and they're, you know, uh, they want They're really interested in the book, but they're really saying, you know what? They're really, they're, they're figuring out for themselves. Do I really know my purpose at the deepest level? And can I admit that to you, Matt, or anybody? Uh, I don't know. And, and, and so when I get connected to people that see me in, in, a, in, a, in, when I do a talk, they're intrigued because they they want to then bring me into their company because they want to be able to share that message if they're of the mindset that I'm going to do what's best for my my employees. Mm -hmm. If they're not, guess what? Then they're not going to waste time doing that. And that's fine, but they still might connect me with someone else. So I'm always looking to connect with people that, you know, it's sort of like, um, you know, you know, Julin connected me with you, John, because she understood what I'm talking about. And at the deepest level, I think, you know, what she said, Matt, you really, you really care about people. And there's something about that. And what comes through with people when they hear me speak on from the stage and certainly one-on-one -on -one, is that I am genuinely concerned on helping someone else figure out this thing, the life purpose. Because if you know your life purpose, you'll be willing to go through whatever you need to go through to get these other things in line. And John, the thing that happens most of the time is people want 
the end result of living their life on purpose, but they don't know what they need. And, you know, it's the old, the old, you know, what, what I'm learning is what I want to give people what they want, but I want to, excuse me, I want to sell people what they want, but I want to give them what they need. <laughs> what mm. they need is to have this compass that is based on their cornerstone values. And that's the hard part. That's the hard work. And that's what I'm really, really, really good at when I can get one-on-one -on -one with people. And that's, that's what's driving. So my model is the book is going to get people to say, Hey, you know what? Do I really know? The answer to this and if i know the answer to purpose am i living it fully if i don't matt and his company elephant Corpman, might be able to help me that's great and that's what i need to that's how I'm, I'm i'm building my coaching practice and my speaking practice the book is sort of like the out there and how to do that and part of that is you may know uh, a, a venue that is looking for a speaker that i can and, and that so that that's a great connection for me and i and i love that part of it and i'm just learning how to um you know when i was able to release my health insurance world, John, this is really, this is cathartic. I mean, it's like, I know I was preaching, keep your toe in that water. But what I also knew is, as you know, if you don't, you don't at some point jump in, how are you going to manage the business? How are you going to manage anything in that? Because you're not putting everything into it. You're, you're not doing that. So when I did that and I lifted that weight off my shoulders, it was like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is like, oh, this is what I have to teach people. Because if they are, that's, that's going to be the thing that'll make a difference in their life. And then guess what? I fulfill my purpose. Because you know what my purpose is, John? I'm here to help other people figure out why they are here. I didn't realize that that was such a deep thing in my soul. I've always been like that. I've always wanted to have, you know, if you met me 25 years ago or, or 30 years ago at a barbecue at a networking event, I, I, I couldn't wait until our conversation went really deep. Forget about the Blackhawks, although I love them. Forget about anything else. Let's go deep. In, and I never realized when I'm hmm. purpose hunting, that was why I go, oh my gosh. And if I don't do this, if I don't do the book and the speaking and this coaching, there's people I'll meet out there, John, and they may never tap into their own purpose because I might be the only one that could do that. That's right. That's right. Look, I mean, there's always, you know, they, they say, uh, you know, in these podcasts, right? Um, you know, small or big, you're going to touch someone and how incredible would it have been if you didn't do what you just did and never touched that person? You actually faulted, right? Uh, your your God-given ability, right? So really, really interesting. So we, we've kind of gone into a, a different uh, realm that we typically do with the GoForCO channel, but I love it because I think there's so much to be had from this and go for CEO community, you know, take a listen to the last five, 10, 15 minutes and just really understand the way that Matt is speaking to you, right? And and sharing with his passion coming out. And, you know, I think a lot of times over the last probably five years or so, entrepreneurship has been this really big buzz, right? You know, everybody become an entrepreneur, you know, and our country was built at, I'm talking about the United States of America, right? Which is awesome. But, you know, you just heard from Matt, you know, there will be one point uh, that as you build symbiotic, your entrepreneur, entrepreneur scenario. But I really think that because you were an entrepreneur, Matt, you actually owned your life. You owned your aspect of the health insurance that while you dipped your toe in this other piece of it, that you were becoming an entrepreneur, it helped you get to that crescent. And now you're about to explode. So I'm super excited to hear over the next five, 10, you know, 15 years of where you go and in this purpose-driven side of things. So 
So tell us, uh, a lot of times we, we, we uh, well, every time <laughs> we finish up our, our interviews with CEO, okay? And, you know, I'm very interested because your style and your business model is very personal. So from a client experience, you know, if you think about all the hundreds of people that you've been able to help throughout the years, you know, what is right now a high level, you know, kind of value add of why Elephant Incorporated and why the people should do business with you and what the client experience is with yourself, Matt? The, um, the client experience is really an interesting question. It makes me really focus. And that's part of what I do when I coach people is I, you got to get, you have to be able to articulate these things. If you can't articulate them, really hard to communicate to someone you're 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 coaching or you're talking with and so my experience is this you know the first thing that people notice about when they when they touch elephant incorporated is that it's okay to not know the answer at a deep level of why you you know i i i turn around and say it's not just you know, what's your purpose? I say, no, why were you born? That's the real question. Mm -hmm. And when people see that it's okay that they don't know the answer to that, because that's the first step, like anything that you do to being able to, to make a difference and really get there on it. So my client experience first is, is that there's a safe environment that I can actually admit that someone's not going to step on this thing that I just admit that I haven't admitted to anybody that this is, this is where I'm at with that. And then the second piece for the client experience is, do I have a solution on how to get you there? <laughs> because if I, if you don't think I do, you're not going to certainly hire me and my company. But if you do know that I actually have a formula, and that's part of what the book does. That's part of what, you know, my my podcast, you know, my own podcast, which is the, uh, which by the way, I, I'm, I'm hoping you're going to be a guest. I know you will, because it'd be a great guest. Um, the, the Purpose Hunter podcast is really an important thing. What I do is I explore that question of purpose with everybody from how did you find yours? And then I'm able to teach people that I've got a process that'll help you figure it out because I know that I am never going to quit on someone and my process will always get them there. So um, uh, when, when you get this new book, you're going to see that I, I identify it's a three-step process. I talk in terms of three-legged three stools, right? Three-legged stools. Why are they great? Because they can't stand unless each leg is firmly attached to the base and they're the same size. But if you only have two, it's not going to stand. Leg number one, what are your gifts? Leg number two, what are you passionate about? And here's leg number three that nobody seems to really think deeply about. Who can you serve with your gifts and your passion? Hmm. Wrap a ribbon around that, jump in that water, and that's how you create an environment for your, your purpose to emerge and find you. Okay, And so they will get that solution. They will get that. And that's what I'm committed to. I have an online course that I do, you know, that, that basically people buy because that's what I, that's what I, I that, that was the, the magic. That, that magic is you got to believe that I've got an answer. And it's a matter of just time of, are you willing to figure this out? I love it. I love it. So look, E is for engagement and it's pretty obvious why people engage with you, your energy you're purpose-driven, you see the value in what you do. And if you're convinced, you can convince, right? So engagement. So tell us why, you know, high level, you know, as people come through this client experience, but what about your vendors? What about people that call you just to book you on a speaking engagement? Like, why are they engaging with you? And it's pretty obvious to me, but I just want to hear from your word to our audience's uh, ears, so. Yeah. If I can't transfer this energy that you're feeling, I'm not doing my job. I mean, not even my job. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, one of the things it's, it's a goal. 
uh, one of the things I'm going to do is to do a TED talk. Okay. And now they haven't asked me yet, but I know they will, because I know that this is it. But my TED talk is going to be about, um, and I tie it to my story of my friend, Mike Schwass, who broke his neck. And, and it's really a matter of, I think every human being that encounters another human being has a huge responsibility. And here's why. Hmm. If you are not allowing anyone you meet to feel your emotion, I'm not saying hear it or look at it, see it. No, I'm saying feel your emotion. I think you're stealing an opportunity for that person you met to be inspired by you, John. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's a big deal. I mean, when I tell people, people go, oh, I say, no, I really, I really feel that way. And 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 that cake that takes me to be vulnerable. I must be vulnerable to let you feel my emotion. And you know what? That's what I love to teach my the people who hire me to speak, the people that actually come and coach with me is are you being vulnerable enough to let people feel your passion? Which is usually tied to your purpose. And if you are, that's what inspires them. Because if I didn't do this, that there might there's gonna be someone you meet that if you don't share your excitement to a level they feel it, they might not have hope to ever go for their own. They won't be inspired. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense, right? So, you know, and and the last one on CEO is operational excellence. And you talked about processes, right? Uh, A lot of people don't realize that, you know, you can do a lot of stuff to be able to generate income, generate clientele, generate these things. But without a good foundation of operations, you could crumble internally, right? So you talked about your process, talked about some of the things that you've done. So what would you say is operational excellence for Elephant Incorporated? Well, that's interesting. Um, it's one of those things that I I have hired a coach to help mm-hmm. me with that. And I hope people are hearing me on this because hiring a coach and having a coach and you, you've been in athletics, so you understand this, but I think people who have not been in will understand it from this analogy. If you're a parent or you have been a child, so either way, you know. Um, my opinion on parenting is that a parent is not a friend to the child. A parent is someone who you want to, they make you accountable. They're not there to be your friend. They're there to say, hey, don't do something so bad that you're going to get hurt that you can't recover. And when I think of coaches in my life, you know, look at, you know, the, the hockey world that I had, you know, coaches that I had were not my friends. The best coaches I had were not my friends. I am friends with them now. Mm-hmm. And with my children, that was not my goal to be. That. And, 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 and that's the piece of it. When you look at, you know, so to hire a coach so I can do the thing to get done what I am you know, that's not in my, that's not in my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is what you're feeling and and, and being on stage and, and doing the, and, and connecting and like that. But the process behind the scenes, <laughs> the operations behind that. And if I am not able to build that team, which is what I'm in the process of doing is, and I'm getting the help because of a coach telling me how to do that. And if I didn't have that coach, guess what? I'd be, have to try it, you know, you know, at my stage, like, okay, so um, I'm only 39, just in case you're wondering, John. Oh, okay, okay. The calendar says I'm 65, but you know what? I never pay attention to that calendar thing. So I'm only 39. But it, 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 when I, you know, if I only have like my dad to, to age, he lived in age 93. God bless that he had the opportunity. And I may not have a chance 
to make sure that that's around. So I can't, how many mistakes can I afford to make in this area of operations? I personally, I can't because here's, here's one of my, my huge desires is to bring purpose hunting to two different places. Number one, to schools mm. and particularly to juniors and seniors in high school. Wouldn't you think that's a good question they should explore? Like, why were you born before you choose to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars or their parents, hundreds of thousands of dollars into something in, as an education? So that's number one. Number two are churches. I happen to be a Catholic, but you know what? And within that, you know, how many people that would be sitting in the pews, and I don't care if you're a Catholic or not, but sitting in the pews and the question is, what's God's purpose for you? Mm -hmm. if you don't know that. You know what? There's so many people that are hungry for this. I want to bring that to those people. And again, the operations side of me, I need help to make sure that's created. So I've got two, one coach that I've hired already, another one that I'm going to be hiring, I'm, I'm sure, to tell me, how do I how do I get that done? Because guess what? I just started. I started a family business. Think about this. I'm fulfilling my family purpose, my family for, because I believe I have, I have two teachers. Actually, there's four teachers in, I have two girls, uh, three girls, two are married, and I got four teachers in my in my in my family and they're going to be part of this organization how cool that i can actually provide a financial piece doing something they love that they're passionate about in that in that world but i need to make sure that operationally i can pull that off uh, and such a so huge right uh, that piece of the puzzle so really excited to hear that the coach has a coach number one it's always an admittance of strength not weakness to be able to do that right uh and, and it's big big time you know i, I talk about uh with, with bill and many other business owners about having when you're about a million to about 50 million in revenue uh, most businesses in that level do not have what's called an advisory board a lot of people think well oh what am i gonna have to give up uh, equity or you know some monetary value or something but really you know to go from zero to a hundred thousand is on you right as far as revenue from 100,000 to a million, you start to build a, a little bit of a business. From a million to 50 million, there's steps in there that it takes to be able to have an advisory board, to have a right leadership in place, to have the processes, operations, all those types of things. So it's really interesting to hear that you have that admission of understanding and then the strength to be able to have a coach to be able to guide you as well as you coach others. So super, super awesome stuff. Matt, thank you so much, obviously, for your time you know, having to be able to pivot real quick within a day or two to be a part of the network here and the Go for CEO channel, Go for CEO community. I want you to engage with Matt. You know, if you hear of anything that on this podcast that you really enjoyed, Matt, tell them about the websites, the the uh, information. I think you said you have some webinars that you're doing, all these types of things. So why don't we engage with them to let them know where they can find you and where they can interact and be a part of your journey. That's the best way to, to reach out to me is through my uh, my email address, which is matt at purposehunter.net. Matt at purposehunter.net. And the the my current website, which you've been experiencing, is elephanthunting.net, but that's going to be changing, but that's where you can actually access me now. Um, and, and reach out to me because I, through an email, because then I can actually connect because I have an online course that, that that's really where I, I get a lot of traction. Um, and then the new book is going to have its own, you know, oh, by the way, the, the, the new book purpose hunting is going to be, uh, pre-launched on Amazon on September the 29th. Nice. And, uh, I'll make sure that you have that, John, you can put that out to your audience. If someone is interested at all, I'd love to have them as part of my team, because that's really the information they can gather on, on how to get that involved. Because 
the uh, you know, if you're if you're on a journey, I mean, we're all on this life journey. And if you you know, do you want to have the regret of getting to the end of your life and not really doing what you were supposed to do while you were here? That I think is the biggest regret. I think everybody doesn't want to see ever happen. And that's what I, I hope that I can do. And I just thank you so much for having me on your show, John, uh, because I, I know that your audience, um, they know what you're doing and you care so deeply about them. And and so thank you for having me. I appreciate that. No, awesome. I appreciate you. And hey, in the next six to 12 to 18 months, we always try to challenge our guests to come back onto the GoForCO channel. Let's build a tribe of people that are on our network, on our community that would really love to engage with you. Leave a comment when I post this on our social media, uh, you know, areas and, uh, you know, looking forward to having you back again, Matt, very, very soon. Have a great day, buddy.